0: If you have your Bible with you today or have a Bible app on your, your phone or iPad, uh, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And, and let me share some things with you today that will help to connect you with the active, the alive, the ever present power of the living God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, notice with me verse 17, it reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Isn't that outstanding? This is one of the verses, of course, we always share with new believers. When someone first comes to the Lord... Uh, you want them to know, by the way, you don't have a past any longer. By the way, it's been abolished, it's been removed, it's been put in the grave, and you are now brand spanking new in Christ. Amen. It's a wonderful thing, but it's not just true for those who, who just get born again. It's true for me. I've been saved for a while now, and old things are still passed away. All things are still new. Uh, and it's true for every single one of us who have, who have come into Christ that we are literally called a new creation. And, and, and if you look back, uh, just a page in your Bible, or a, a click on your device, uh, to the fourth chapter, Second Corinthians chapter 4, and notice, notice verse 16, it reads, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So that's true for all believers once again. What's happening? Well, the longer I live for the Lord doesn't mean my body gets younger and younger. That's the that's the, the part of the curse of the fall, uh, that, that we live in a, a fallen world. And so the, the body, the outward man... Uh, is perishing. But thank God the inward man, the inside, is being renewed day by day. And so there is never going to come a point when, when the real you, the real me, gets old. Huh? I mean, you should see my spirit. It is really good looking and strong and, you know, full of life and victory continually. And yours too, by the way. And as soon as you and I step out of this body, <laughs> woo, looking good, things are going. And it'll never change. It'll always be that way because the inward man doesn't get old. Thank God for newness. And this is one of the characteristics of a relationship with God, Him being the way that He is and being so loving and kind and gracious and forgiving, is that He allows repeatedly fresh starts in our lives. Not, not that we should get sloppy in our behavior and in our personal discipline. But, you know, when you blow it, you just know. You, you don't run away from God when you make a mistake. You run to Him because the way that He is is He'll accept and embrace and wash your sin away and remove your past once again and you can start fresh. Okay? I don't know if, there's, if this is true, but I, I imagine it probably is the case with most of us. There are some things... From this past year, that we don't want to repeat. (laughs) There are some parts of our lives in the past that we don't want to rehearse. We don't want to replay. We don't want to uh, live in. We want it to be washed away. We want it to be removed forever, never to be seen again. And is, that, is, that, is that true with anyone? Anyone have anything in the... Okay, you don't need to tell me what it is. You don't need to tell anyone. But listen, the power of God wants to break that off of you. So you do not carry it going forward. Everybody okay? uh there's a there's a real important truth that we should understand and, and not just be simple in our understanding of of this just because we're ending a year and going into a new year does not mean anything's going to change in our lives there's no there's no great magical significance to the number going from 31 to 1 or going from 17 to 18, Uh, no, there's nothing, nothing is going to change. It's a new year. I just, I'm just hoping the next year will will be a better year. Well, bad news for you, it won't, (laughs) unless something changes in us. In our hearts first, in our belief system, which is released through activity, which is re- released through how we live. But there's nothing just automatically going to get better. I don't want to live. I don't want to live my life that way, where it's just by chance. Hey, it's sure just you know, maybe something good will happen this year. How about I connect my future to a promise? How about I connect my future to a redemptive reality? How about I find something that the Lord told me to do that I can act on and it will connect me with, it will cause an intersection between my life and His power? Then I can say boldly, oh, it's going to be a good year. Oh, my future is looking good. It's looking bright. The things of the past are definitely past and passed away and I'm living a new life. Amen. Amen. We can be this. We this way. We can live this way. Now, there are uh, great benefits to remembering certain parts of our lives. Uh, I can benefit from rehearsing past victories. I can benefit from experiences that were important or life changing or life defining moments that were good. But there is a whole bunch of our lives that we absolutely need to purposefully forget or not remember, that we need to cut off from. If we don't cut ourselves off from some elements of the past, we will, know, we will not be enabled, empowered to move forward like we ought to, like the Lord designed that we would. I remember uh, a while back, uh, the teenagers were having an event, and and they they rented some things, some these blow up thingamajiggers. I think that's the official word. Uh, and one of them was this big long blow up uh, something or another. And uh, what it did is it had a a bungee cord and this harness that uh, they would take turns, you know, and and get all harnessed up and have this bungee cord on their back. And the goal was to run as far as fast down that uh, thing as they could. Because, you know, obviously the cord is shorter than the end of it. uh, But they would get to a certain point and it would stretch out and Woo, and they fly back, right? I guess that's fun. Does that sound fun? How many thinks, oh, I want to do that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I guess the person with the most strength and the most speed and everything else, they were, to, they were able to get the, the farthest. But I think sometimes life is like that, is individuals are tethered to their past, they're connected to something that had happened before and they're, with all their strength and with all their might, they are endeavoring to run forward and accomplish more, experience much, but their connection to the past only allows them to go so far. And because of that, life seems to be a, a cycle of repetition. It seems like I've been in the same place Year after year after year, and there never—it's ne- it never gets much better. It's kind of just a repeat. And I don't know about you, but when I see uh, how God promises things and re- relates to us and His Word to us, it seems like He wants us to grow and keep growing, to increase and keep increasing for things to get better, for wisdom to be uh, received, uh, not just kind of stay in that same small area. And so what might it be in your life uh, that, that is holding you back? What, where do you arrive at? You get to the end. You get right there, and you can't seem to get any further because something says, nope, no more. You cannot go any further. You stop right there. And I think today we ought to cut it. And I know how to do it, by the way. We've got special scissors. And you'll find there are spiritual scissors that are going to be activated when we receive the communion elements in a minute. you, want, you want. It's going to cause the power of God to go boom in your life. Uh, I want you to look at Genesis 41. There, there's a guy over here named Joseph. If you uh, are familiar, um, great, if you're not familiar with Joseph... Long story and lots of lessons to be learned there, but Joseph was, when he was young, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. God was giving him dreams of the future and some things, and his brothers sold him into slavery. He ended up being a a slave. He ended up being falsely accused and thrown into prison, and it was just a very rough and unfortunate situation. Circumstances that he found himself in. But eventually, what, what the Lord had promised him came to pass, and he, he became second in command of a whole nation. All right. He was raised from the prison to the palace, and uh, he was second under Pharaoh in Egypt, ru- ruling that land. And, and, and during part of this, this is what, this is what he said. Well, let, let's go ahead and read over in Genesis 41, verse 50. And to Joseph were born two sons. Before the years of famine came, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bore to him, Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God has made me forgetful of all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second he called Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of of my affliction. And it's very interesting how those two things go together. In fact the very definitions of those names Manasseh means forgetful and Ephraim means fruitful. I want us to recognize the connection of forgetfulness and fruitfulness. If we will see that our future, our future fruitfulness is connected to our past forgetfulness, then we'll stop striving and trying so hard to accomplish things in life without disconnecting from the past. There are some parts of life that must be forgotten. I can't guarantee that they, the memories completely 100% leave your brain cells but they can, it can lose its power to sting. It can lose its power to affect and limit. It can lose its power to identify or, or to, um, you know, to label you a certain way. We can connect, disconnect from them in that way. We need to be, say it, say it with me, forgetful, forgetful. And, fruitful. and fruitful. Yeah. Uh, you might remember... Um, The story of Lot and his family leaving Sodom and Gomorrah. You can read this in Genesis 19. Uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was a wicked place and it was being judged. And so God was rescuing Lot and his family. And on their way out, remember, they were instructed, and this is important, let's not minimize this. They were instructed to not look back. Do not look back. As you are heading away from your past, you're heading away from that place of judgment, that place of destruction, of evil. Don't turn around at all and even look at it. And you remember his his wife, Lot's wife, turned around, looked back, and she turned into a pillar of salt. Okay? Now that just says something to me, like maybe that's more important than I realize. When the Lord says don't look back, I should really take that seriously no 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 seriously don't look back Ah, oh, no big deal I'll just go ahead no don't do that it really has a profound effect upon your life and that's why we're given that amazing and, and harsh example of someone who did it it really is a big thing for us to replay our failures for us to replay our past again and again and again and again really does Listen, it really does. This is not just me preaching. I'm telling the truth. It really does hinder our future. It really does. This really has an impact. And so if I ignore this and think that's no big deal. I'm just kind of replaying that again. Just kind of, Stop. It really is a serious issue. And so it it deserves effort. It deserves taking concrete action to break the power of it off of our lives. So the past cannot hold us down. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Paul said this. Paul, the writer of most of the New Testament said, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Two things he did. He's a, he's a great example for us to follow is two words here, forgetting and reaching, forgetting and reaching. What do I need to do? I need to learn what to forget and then I ne- need to move forward. I need to reach forward. If I'm only reaching, and a lot of people do, only reaching but their reaching is limited. They're tied down. They need to do some forgetting so their reaching will be effective. If I'm only forgetting and not reaching, I'm still sitting on the couch. Huh? I'm still not active. I'm still not, not, not doing anything. So I need to learn to forget and real specifically, what to forget. Okay. What should we forget in our lives? Intentional, forget, intentional forgetting. How about this? Our hurts. This is what people have done to us. We cut that and let that go. How about this? Not only our hurts, but our failures. That's what we've done to ourselves. And how many know, we probably all have both of those. We've been treated wrong, and then some of our problems are our own fault. And from both of those situations, we need to learn to cut that cord. We need to purposefully, purposefully forget. The reality is on a, on a, on on a not living in the past point, even our victories at times can, if not handled properly, serve as a hindrance to our future. They should be, they can be a platform for us to launch from. He did it before, meaning God. He did it before, and He'll do it again. He's been faithful to me every time, and I'm going to continue to trust Him, right? Platform for more. But I don't want to just be one of those who has an experience with God 20 years ago. Well, God moved 20 years ago in my life, and that's the only story I have. (laughs) I don't want to just be living in the past, just be, you know, it's like glory days of high school sports or something like that. Oh, wasn't it wonderful? Well, maybe it was, but giddy up, there's more to life. You know, there's, there, it needs some present tense victories. need needs some current experiences. Everybody okay? Uh, turn with me to, to James chapter 1. I'll show you a couple, couple more things here. And then, then this is going to explode in our lives. We need present tense handling properly of the past and the future. I think about sometimes what, what our lives contain. Y- you know, we have the potential in us. It's inherent power from Jesus that is breakthrough power. Really, anyone who's been saved, you have the life of God in you. It's not something you need to come to you from the outside. The moment you accepted Jesus, it got invested in you. But it's almost sometimes like a, like a, like a bullet that needs a trigger. Uh, a bullet has that power to fly through the air, explosive force, but you can have a box of them sitting on the, <laughs> sitting on the shelf for years. They'll never do anything. They're just idle, but there's potential there. They need something to activate them right? Our lives are that way. Uh, we have within us great power from God and ability and breakthrough power, but it needs action. It needs that trigger action to make it go. Uh, everybody okay? Yeah. So over in James 1.22, he, he writes here, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Okay? Think of the bullet in the, in the box, the bullet in the gun with some with the trigger. Uh, deceiving your own selves. Who deceives their own selves? The ones who just hear and don't do. They're deceived. Guaranteed. By the way, say, well, that's not true about me. Uh, no, it is <laughs> actually true about every one of us. Amen. If we hear something and don't do anything with it, we become deceived. So every time we hear something, we say, Huh, oh, that's interesting. Deceived. It's not good news, is it? Verse 23, For if anyone is, uh, is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, and he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. and He forgets what he looks like. Look in the mirror, go away, don't remember. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer But a doer of the work, this one, will be blessed in what he does. So this is describing to us um, an action and a uh, forgetfulness. This is forgetfulness on on, on another side. If you don't act on what you hear, it goes into non-effect mode and even negative mode where we believe wrong things. The Word requires action for it to be productive and end up blessing us. Okay? You know, side note, you see how this could work? You know how church could work in a negative way? A person could listen to something like this today and end up worse off. Just food for thought. What do you mean worse off? Action produces blessing. Non-action produces deception. So some people get worse and worse the more they come to church. Hallelujah. Not trying to chase anyone off here, but I'm just saying you might want to consider being a doer of the Word. You might want to consider taking what you hear and putting it into action. And because you go from this place one way or the other way. Better, 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 worse, worse, worse. And so let's do this word. Today I'm looking for an action item here in forgetting, in releasing, in breaking off the past, in going into our future with a fresh um, uh, fresh revelation of God's life and ability and power and deliverance in our lives. And so how can we do this today? We're going to use a very specific action item today to act on this word. What in your life might you want to cut yourself off from maybe says past year maybe it's going back further than that what would you want to release yourself what do you want to walk away from today not just in theory land not just oh, I wish it were true real life right here today is it some kind of sin is it some kind of bondage is it some type of sickness or disease uh, is it some type of failure Is it some type of hurt, something that has has held you back and it wasn't, it was something someone else did to you? Uh, What might there be um, that you would like to walk away from today, going into the new year totally unrestricted, running without something about to jerk you back to your spot? Get back here, you don't belong there. Yes, I do belong there. Maybe it's a maybe it's something internal like shame. Man, oh, I feel so bad about this. Every time it comes back to my mind, it feels so bad. I I feel just a shame. We can cut that off today. I'm I'm telling you, we're not doing this by our own human effort or willpower. We are taking God at His Word and saying, Lord, I believe what Jesus did for me on the cross was powerful and effective, and I am going to connect that to my real life. Not just in heaven and not just in principle or theory. Real life right here, right now. The power of the blood of Jesus. The power of His body broken for us. Where it is going to intersect and change me today. I will walk out of here stronger, faster, smarter, (laughs) freer. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Let's, Let's finish this right here. Oh, thank you, Lord. What limitations, what wrong identity do you want to leave behind? Do you want to break free from? Thank you, Lord. I know the Holy Spirit is excited right now. He can't wait to get his hands on you. Yeah, I see him doing this. Say, well, why doesn't he just do it? He's God. Why doesn't he just do it anyway? It doesn't work that way doesn't work that way. God's the provider. He is the, he, he, he's the source of all of our victory and all of our life. But someone's got to believe and act on it. Amen. And when they do, then he goes, bam. Yeah. Amen. 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 And as I accidentally said in the first service, he knocks the hell out of you. Because <laughs> he wants to do that. So there's no excuse. I said it on purpose now. But He wants to knock it right out of us. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. This is the same guy Paul, Paul, the Apostle Paul, writing uh, about what we call communion or the Lord's Supper. Verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which was also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which He was betrayed took bread, and when He had given thanks He broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. For who? For you, for me, for us. Do this, how? In remembrance of me. Notice that word, let that jump out to you. We're talking about forgetting and we're talking about remembering. We're talking about being forgetful so we can be fruitful. But there, is a, uh, there are things we're supposed to forget, and there are things we are supposed to remember. Verse 25, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink this bread, or eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Why does he keep telling us to do this for the purpose of remembrance? Because people forget the wrong things. They remember the sin and shame and guilt and failure and hurt and problems of the past and they forget the very thing that destroyed it all. They forget the very thing that brought freedom and deliverance from all of that junk in life. And he said, I want you to do this. I'm setting the stage. I want, I'm implementing this as an ordinance in the church that whenever you drink of the cup and you eat of the bread, you are to remember. Now, how many know many times people do these kind of things religiously? Just ritualistically. It's just a I don't know, just something they go through the motions. They, they might be able to explain it. They might not. But often it lacks the connection with the power. And we've got to understand that God is not into us doing this kind of stuff, going through the motions just for the sake of doing it. He always wants it to be a present tense reality of the victory that Jesus won through His death, burial, and resurrection to be a victory that is experienced by us in life. And so this practice of receiving these things should trigger intentional remembering. Jesus, oh wow, I've been walking in this, I've been living in this, I've been under the thumb of this, I've been restricted in life. But Jesus... His body was broken so I wouldn't have to have that. His blood was spilled so I could be free from that. Wow. That's the right mentality. That's the right mindset. And so it is, I'm telling you, listen, it is by the grace of God that He has given us tools like this. So we can connect them to the victory. Connect them to the victory that Jesus gave us through the cross. And we could experience a bright and glorious future walking in His will, walking in His ways, walking in His promises, enjoying life. Hallelujah. It is something we must get good at in life is forgetting and remembering. I remember the blood. Helps me to forget, forget the sin. I remember His body and it helps me to forget the sickness helps me to walk away this is what the cross of Christ is all about we enter into a new life we don't rehabilitate the old brand spanking new amen religion wants to make you better Jesus wants to make you new refuse to identify with the person of the past and move forward by the grace of God into a bright and glorious future amen so we're looking for an action point are you ready this is one of those action points today ushers please proceed and come forward